Welcome everybody back to the Nuggets of Gold podcast and YouTube channel. So for today's episode, I'm going to be talking about Javon Kenlaw, his knee surgery, and, and really just like what his future looks like now that this surgery has been completed. So if you didn't know, I'm recording this on Saturday. On Friday, Javon Kenlaw had surgery on his knee for some issues that have, have been there for a while. Um, and that's the biggest issue, I think, with this whole thing. Now, before I get into you know what his future looks like, why he got the surgery, how long he's had these issues, I want to say this really quickly. Guys, don't blame Javon Kinlaw. It, it, like from from a player's perspective, like there's nothing he can do. Like it's his injury. I get it's frustrating. You know, it's not good for the team. Um, now you can critique Kyle and John a lot. I'm going to do that in a little bit here. But to go after Javon Kinlaw for something that he has zero control over, it's really not fair to him. I never understand when when fans go after players like, oh, this guy gets hurt all the time. Like it is what it is. Like for and especially for Javon Kinlaw's case there were some issues coming out like when he got drafted really early that, I mean, we didn't know about, but a lot of teams had like documented, like, yeah, he has some serious knee issues. Um, so that doesn't fall on Javon Kinlaw's shoulders. That's not his fault. He's already dealing with enough having to to come back from a really tough surgery. Um, now I will say he, uh, he tweeted out mentally. I'm ready to go the distance. Just remember how you gave up on the kid. So he seems like he's in the, in the right mind state. Like he wants to come back. He wants to recover from the surgery, uh, but it's going to be really tough. I mean, and Kyle did say, he came out, let's see exactly what he said. Uh, the good news is, I think they solved the problem. Uh, definitely hope that's the case. Now, I've also heard a lot of people talking about just this this injury he had, saying it's kind of similar to the Todd Gurley knee injury, where it seems like the explosiveness, a lot of the a lot of his explosiveness might be lost. Um, so really scary stuff there. Um, and don't ever want to hear that. Um, the comments, I think they solved the problem. Like it doesn't seem like he's super confident in my mind. And now that's two sentences or a sentence. So it's not like that's a lot like going into it. Um, but only time will tell on this. I would probably lean that for me, like my expectations for Javon Kinlaw are a lot down now just because this has happened. Uh, I'm trying, I try to be realistic with this stuff, but I think that what you really want him to become now, um, and this is unfortunate because it's not his fault also that they traded Buckner and then had him kind of replace that spot. Not the production. I don't think they ever expected that, but they expected him, you know, to replace that three tech spot. Um, and I feel like now he's probably going to be more of a, a run stuffing defensive tackle than, than ever, ever a guy that will have like eight plus sacks in a season where if before, if he had a couple years where he had like six to nine or six to 10, and that was like his average, that'd be a lot good. I feel like now it's a little bit more likely he's going to be like a three to five sack guy, not like a, crazy pressure generator now he's always been great in the run game i felt like i um, mean and, and flashes that potential there so i do think he can be that um but you know this is a huge injury and this is something that is likely to take away a lot of his explosiveness um now going into the draft pick i will say this i like the pick a lot now when it happened i was like oh like are they going to go with cd lamb or are they going to go with with a defensive tackle maybe they even go with uh, an offensive tackle and, and tristan Wirfs at the time and then they traded back, and then the Bucks took worse. So it's like, okay, they're not looking for for offensive tackle. They're rocking with McGlinchey there. Um, and then this was also right before um, the trade for Trent Williams and and the Joe Staley retirement as well. So that all came out a little bit after this. But you were looking at this, and you're like, okay, they don't really know what they're going to do. They might go get the future at left tackle, like replacing Joe Staley. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, but I was always like, okay, are you going to go CD Lamb? They don't go CD Lamb. They get Brand Ayuk. And I will say, I, I like Brandon Ayuk a lot. I still think he he's going to be a good receiver in the NFL. I really do believe that. Um, I know it's been a tremendous struggle for him early on. But I like the picks. I, I like both of them. But then it comes out that now that Javon Kinlaw had these knee issues in college. And w with knowing that, like I didn't know that coming out, like when he was coming out, 
I don't know if you can take a guy 14th overall that has serious knee issues and especially a guy that's a 300 pound defensive tackle. Those are guys that it's going to be like something that's like potentially very reoccurring. Like that's what the injury was talked about even coming out. So you can't make that pick if you're Colin John, like you got to go with CD lamb. You got to keep some of that draft capital. They trade up to get Brandon. You can do some different stuff. Um, I think this, this could look a lot different. Now, Kyle did say CD lamb was, he made it seem like CD lamb was his number one receiver and Brandon. Ayuk was right behind him, but it was really close. Like those were his clear top two guys. Um, I mean, you, you, everyone watches how good CD lamb is. Uh, so I feel like now, like looking back on it and of course, hindsight's 2020, but even if they went with Worfs or CD lamb, or maybe even a different player, I don't know if they were like targeting a different guy up there. It seems like it would have made more sense because of these injuries. I mean, you guys remember the Trent Balk era where every year, Oh, we're going to spend a third round pick. Oh, we're going to spend a second round pick on a guy that has these serious knee injuries. And then a lot of times those guys didn't come back or they would come back. Oh, like with a tank Carradine, he was like, he looked pretty good. And then he went down. I think after that, like, like you don't really ever see them reach their potential even close to it because they have these issues where they can't ever like get that explosiveness back that they did have on tape, but it's gone now. And I feel like you got to look at that stuff. Now I will say this. I don't know if this is a Kyle and John issue or if this is a 49ers just organizational issue with these, like with how, I don't know how they like treat the the medical like history of these guys, but it has to get better. Cause it's feel like it's felt like it's been like my whole life as a Niners fan that they've always been going after guys that have serious knee injuries um, I, I don't get it. I, I, I won't understand that ever. Like if you tear, if you have an ACL tear and it's a clean tear in today's NFL and in today's sports, like with the, you know, advancement of medicine, cause it didn't used to be like that, but guys come back. But when you have these like serious, like lingering knee problems, those are the guys that don't come back. Like I talked about Todd Gurley. Like that's the guy that everyone has like kind of alluded that this is that this Kinlaw injury is similar to. So I really hope that's not the case. I hope we see him, but I don't know how confident I am that, it's he's going to be able to just like bounce back and be the guy that he was pre-injury. Um, and for that, I, I I think this was you looking back on it, knowing that that was like what most teams thought in terms of, of what his medical history was and like, uh, like the severity of it and, and just like the question marks around him there. And I, I don't think you can go and do that. So I don't really understand going after guys with knee injuries in the draft. I, I will never get that because it's very likely that you get production for like a season and that's it. So I don't know. You, you, to me, you can't make that pick. Also, though, don't blame Javon Kimmel. This is nothing he can control. I feel bad for the guy because anytime guys go down with knee injuries, like look at Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was at the top of the league, and then he has this like random knee injury, and it's like, oh, like he might be out a couple weeks, and then he's just done. Like He's lost all of his explosiveness. It's sad. It's really sad for guys like that. So feel for the players always, but as an organization, you you can't take risks on them. So hope Javon Kimmel gets better. Um I hope he's right. I like I like the statements made by him. You know, got his head in the right place. So I'm excited for him to to, to recover. Um, but I am very very concerned about the injury. So hope he gets better. Let me know what you guys think. You know, what do you think about the pick? Who who did you think they should have gone with? Do you you know how do you feel about Javon Kinlaw? Do you think that maybe the like the uh, like the way that people have been talking about is a little bit over the top? Like, is it not as serious as maybe people have assumed? But I don't know. Anytime for me, season-ending knee injury is always scary. So hopefully it's all good. But very, very scared right now for, for Javon Kinlaw and the, and the 49ers future in that, in that defensive line and in the, in the interior defensive line. So thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow after the Bears game.